0: this is the deep color podcast series deep color is an oral history project where i talk with artists about their work and their lives the ultimate goal here is to give listeners a better understanding about the experiences and people behind the artwork my name is joseph hart i produce and facilitate this series these recordings are casual straight on and unscripted this episode profiles dave hardy dave makes abstract three-dimensional works that often involve placing cement infused cushion foam panels of tempered glass and found objects all in precarious arrangements that rely on tension and their own integrity and weight bold and sharp edges find structural harmony with curved and folded forms while smaller more incidental gestures like a pink highlighter or pretzel rod act as foils for the overall severity of the finished pieces the work is incredibly well considered and engineered and confronts ideas surrounding fear support systems and hopefulness we recorded this conversation at his studio in the Ridgewood section of Queens. But, uh, I thought it would be fun to start this off with a story. And you told me a great story, and I'm hoping I'm hoping you can kind of retell it. And I guess the way I'll try and set it up is is I think you were living in California in the Bay uh-huh. Area, and. You can leave names out if you if you need to, but you, you told me the story about someone you put some of your sculptures in a park <laughs> do you know the story I'm talking about?
1: I do know the story can you can you can you um yeah share that
0: again It's such a, an interesting story
1: yeah, totally uh, I lived in San Francisco for most of the nineties uh-huh and then moved to l a for a few years um, but in San Francisco, I had made I had struggled with trying to be an artist at night outside of, you know, all the kind of jobby jobs that mm-hmm. I had. Were and you a student? Were you studying there or you just w- went out there to live? I went out there to live. I, okay. got out of, I got out of college and my parents gave me a like 1974 Ford van that had been rotting behind our house <laughs> okay. for like my whole life uh-huh. and somehow it ran and I drove it until it died in California and ended up staying there for almost 10 years and um, yeah that seemed easier to me than moving to New York or something um, at that time and so I, I lived in California for 10 years before I moved out here to New York in October of 2001 right after Mm -hmm. september 11th yeah yeah (laughs) um but when i was out there right i was making this work and i made these sculptures that for a while i was i didn't know how to kind of navigate any sort of art world that had to do with galleries or showing conventionally i lived in um, a warehouse with a bunch of friends we would put on our own shows but other than that like i didn't really know how to fit into that. And I was making these pieces that um, I would install in parks Mm -hmm. unsolicited, uh, just kind of getting a bunch of friends to help me. Um, And I think the one you're thinking of was I had made this sculpture that was a kind of a copy of this strange um, doll. Mm -hmm. and it I made the thing really large and then made molds of it and then ended up just casting the head of it or the top half of the head Mm -hmm. Um, and liking that better than the whole the rest of the whole thing that I'd made and uh, I cast them in cement and left them in these parks and so they look like these sort of emerging foreheads sort of coming out of this derelict park that was right by the bus graveyard on the on the um, water front of this sort of the shipping area of mm-hmm. um, where I lived, which was this neighborhood. How big were they? They were about three and a half feet across, but they're sort of roundish and right. they're just sort of this bulbous forehead with the, these kind of the beginning of these sort of um, eyes that, and, and like this curl and whatever. And they were really sort of, undetailed but they were just these forms that you sure. know they from a distance they look like rocks but you get closer to them and you realize that there are these someone made them yeah they're and there's some there features these heads and, and mm-hmm. there's cement and they're they made in this dark sort of cement and um, every year when i go back there or often when i'm back in california i'll just go down there and look and 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 that the the, the park that park was called toxic park And I did a lot of uh, projects down there. Um, And this past year, I I would just see if they were there. And they survived like, you know, 15, like 18 years of the city not caring. And then this past year or so, someone called me and said, Hey, I'm in a gallery, and I think I see one of your baby heads. Are you having a show? And <laughs> a I was gallery like, in San Francisco. Yeah, uh-huh. and I was like, no, and it's like, I'm pretty sure this is yours. Uh-huh. I'm I'm pretty positive. Can you send me a picture? And I was like, and it was somebody who would help me, you know, uh-huh. mo- move them because they each wo- weighed a lot. They yeah. weighed like 400 pounds. Yeah, these were not things that you could just put in your pocket. No, we yeah. would you know, roll them manually down yeah. the third street and whatever. And eventually just sort of crowbar them off and they would just fall into place. And they sat there for ever. And it turned out that this artist who is having a show who's like a really well-known Bay area or sort of internationally showing artist, had installed them in the middle of their uh, middle of his show. Yeah. It was really weird, and I called them, and I was like, "What's going on with that?" You called like, the gallery, yeah. I was like, yeah. "What's what? What's up with that?" I heard that you know. Were you angry, or like you're calling from a place I was of anger? just kind of like, I wasn't sure how I felt. I was like, I just wanted to know what what they were doing there. Yeah, you yeah. know, and um. Like, oh yeah, well, you know, he just really liked them, and so he thought he'd include them in the show. He's collaborating with all these artists, you know, which really meant he was just taking their work and showing it kind of anonymously as his work, Uh you know, which I don't know. I guess I I think the thing that irritated me was like, just the idea of, of like money, right? you know, and and, entitlement. I don't think it was for sale, but it was amongst his objects that were for sale and adding to the whole spectacle of his show. and And so I was just like, in my conversation, I was like, well, I would like credit for them and I would like, I would like you to return them to the park, right, you know, like right. when they're done. they've survived mm-hmm. you know every other sort of power, mm-hmm. and now they've just been gobbled up by like art and artists <laughs> yeah, I know who liked them and wanted you know like um, so yeah, it was really an odd uh experience, and I felt. So like such a a crab, like calling and complaining about it, you know, like because I guess, you know, like you do something like that and you lose control of it and whatever happens to it happens to it. And, you know, those are the rules because you're operating outside of a system supposedly. Right. But then to have the system that you're operating outside of or trying to work outside of, sort of glom onto it and suck it in, uh, into that, like, like make it into an object for sale or again, or in, in a retail setting, mm-hmm. like just was totally not what I had ever wanted for it and, right. and it just kind of killed it, you know? Right. I me. feel like,
0: I feel like the fact that you cared enough to, to go down, do the detective work and reach out to the gallery speaks volumes in terms of like what you care about and making sure that the, the work, the stuff that you make, um, sits in the place where you meant it to sit. I mean, I, I feel like there's part of me that thinks I don't know that I'd have the backbone to go through with that. I'd be like, Oh, you know, Oh, well that happened. But you, you, you defended your, your, your piece. And that's kind of nice.
1: And I like, you know, that's okay with me. The idea of if you put something, you know, like I have these conversations with my dad who Mm -hmm. makes sculpture and is, uh, or, or did long, 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 like feels like lives ago. Mm -hmm. But like he used to sell his work in galleries in New York. And so did my mom. Um, was your mom a sculptor too? No, she makes paintings, Okay, but my dad would make these aluminum or, or sculptures or these sculptures out of bumpers or Mm -hmm. like, um, but we'd have these conversations about how as he's getting older, he sees them, he has them on, on his property in the woods and he's watching vines grow over them. And like this whole sort of phenomenon of things just being like sucked back into the, into the, into the wild, into the brush. And it's so like, sort of like body snatchers, like these things just sort of getting, um, entangled in vines and 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 things growing over them and them just turning like it's such a direct sort of things turning back into dust um and so like the idea of like that that wouldn't happen to a sculpture you put in the in a park anonymously um of course it's going to happen i mean other things like that have happened like i eventually you know like that was something i made out of like this sort of giant silly sculpture that that I had made and I never figured out what to do with like I f- finished and I was like what is that mm-hmm. like why what why you know and and like I left California um in in like October of 2001 and you know it, it it had been after like getting rejected from a grad school and being selected as the alternate for a residency at a dump and I was like at a okay, dump yeah like uh, a place where people bring their garbage yeah, and it was a really cool residency because okay. because you you got unlimited you got a studio and unlimited access to the I don't think they called it the trash stream but right. the material f- streaming through the dump. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm not going to be the alternate. Being the alternate for anything is just yeah. Uh, is yeah. I've been waitlisted a, a few times and, for things, and but it's like a that weird was place just to like rejection upon rejection. Yeah. was like enough. I've been like you know, hanging yeah. around here.
0: Well, um, real quick, what what was the gallery's response? Did they honor they your said, request?
1: They said fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh we will do that. I have no idea if they did. Right. I'm I don't know. I'll have to find out. Yeah. But um I, Yeah, I
0: mean it's a good it's a good I think a good sort of setting to talk about ethics and authorship. Uh-huh. And um advocating for yourself, what you did. Yeah. Um I mean these are all things I think sometimes artists wrestle with. So I think these are this is a sort of great story to have some of those topics yeah, come through.
1: Funny, weird one. I mean I'm I'm okay and with like the idea of Right, they should sort of disappear. I just didn't want it to go that way. That just right, felt like right, the most right. cynical possible for sure. Like it's kind outcome. Of, that like, it's the
0: polar opposite of what you intended this thing yeah. to, for it to live in and mm-hmm. be around. And yeah, I get it. Um, you know, you're a sculptor, and yeah. when I when I came in here, and you have this wall behind you that's all photographs of your finished work installed, and then there's some. You mentioned your dad as a sculptor, and that's um, a minute ago and there's some pictures of your dad uh digging up these giant rocks on his property to prepare the ground for uh flower beds you mentioned yeah and it you know hearing you talk about this the stone sculpture or the cement sculpture that kind of looked like a like a a head i'm (laughs) starting to see a connection like i wonder if there's there's a total connection i mean you're you're around this when you're growing up i mean yeah I i think it's a it's a great thing to point out like what the environment we're around how that sort of manifests itself later down the road. I mean, yeah, the these property rocks right that there.
1: My, my folks still live in the foothills of the Berkshires in this really beautiful wooded rocky terrain mm-hmm. area and um they my my dad digging the digging flower beds for daylilies mm-hmm. um would hit these stones with his his shovel and and then excavate around them by hand with a shovel ever since I was a little kid. And so it's like a weirdly spread out Stonehenge on our property Mm -hmm. where he has by hand with these manual jacks like car like bigger versions of car jacks, you know, like dug a huge hole with a shovel around this rock that weighs anywhere from 10 to 20 tons and then by sticking a board underneath and and slowly jacking this rock up by he inches them out and just keeps filling back under and putting boards under and it takes him years to or months or whatever depending on his athleticism at the time i mean he's still doing he's 78 now and he's i still go up there and there's like a lawn chair and an umbrella and a shovel where he'll just be sitting next to a hole and a rock and just slowly digging it out. Yeah. There's just, some serious commitment there. Yeah. I don't know to what, I mean, it's just <laughs> sort of a behavior, I guess. Or I wonder, I mean, it sounds or, like
0: thinking time to me. That sounds like good thinking and processing time. Yeah. Or just looking, which or I, just I think like, art is a lot of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like the act of making something is a way to process an idea or a feeling, or an emotion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a way or of even like, just get lost. Get it's lost. a way of hanging out with your friends if you don't mm-hmm. like human friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah. like go hang out with the the people you like. They're rocks. Yeah, they don't really talk very much. Yeah, it's but they're there. Yeah, sitting with you. Um, um,
0: I wonder if I could quickly describe your studio since that's where we're sitting. Yeah, for for listeners. So, uh. It's like a nice blend of creative making space, storage, shop, laboratory, uh, hardware store, furniture store. You're really using the the height of the space as storage where you're storing materials that you use as well as um, finished pieces. And then the finished pieces have these really amazing jigs supporting them, which are almost... Uh, look like art pieces themselves oh, yeah. I'm just thinking of like yeah. the frames that right. you have for like yeah. when they go into a crate or just mm-hmm. when they leave the space and go mm-hmm. somewhere else mm-hmm. um, and those like come into play for me as art objects in the midst of all these other materials um, you've got all the all the foam that you use which is what is that just like, like cushion foam is it's that just what is cushion, what? Foam. cushion foam rolled yeah. up you've got that whole storage area you've got a tiered space that's maybe for like more fine, fine, like sit at a desk work. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I noticed in the corner, there's some, it looks like some gear that maybe your son, Monty uses. Yeah.
1: yeah, You know, I'm, I'm kind of wrestling with like this space and even just affording it and like thinking that I'm going to have to figure something else out. And so slowly I've been, um, yeah monty had a drum kit up there and like a little work bunch of his own mm-hmm. and like he would come in and kind of bang on the drums endlessly and and he's since moved that home and like but he that was his studio it was right. like a studio within a studio the, the that the tier whole area up there. Up oh, there, okay. yeah um and then it's i've i've just sort of like swallowed it up right as he's gotten more interested in having it right home right you know
0: right um and yeah, it's it's your your do you own the term
1: sculptor? Do you take that? No, no. I mean that that that. Well, that's a tough one because oh, you're a sculptor. What do you sculpt? Right. Like it immediately connotes um, clay or chisel, something. chisels yeah. and hammers and and blocks of whatever or mm-hmm. clay mm-hmm. or you know right figure models. Um, and yeah, so it it just sounds i make sculpture and i'm um yeah that's fine but uh being a i don't know do you do you say you're a painter i mean there's something twee about saying i yeah not not yeah i feel identifying like identifying as as yeah. the thing or the profession but yeah um but the connotation of um s- s- there isn't a good word for making sculpture i don't think right right or one that I feels...
0: agree I have some discomfort with saying that I'm a, I'm a painter. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the times it depends But what then I'm saying I to.
1: make paintings sounds so coy or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean I had a situation last night. I went out and uh someone said, "Oh, you're you're Joe Hart, you do that podcast." And I was like And I I totally was like caught off guard because like that's a, this is still fairly new to me. And I guess I don't even have a language like how to talk about this, Uh this project out in the wild. Uh And I totally was like, you know, I didn't know how to respond. I didn't like, I didn't have my little like pitch, my like little identity pitch for this. And I, it it like, I flubbed it, you know, it was was a weird, it was a weird little interaction. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm always
1: that. So what'd you say? I said
0: yeah, I do this I, I, I do this oral history project. It's called Deep Color. And they're like oh, but Deep I'm more color? than that. No. Yeah, well that's <laughs> in my head, I'm like thinking about well but but I have this all this other stuff that I I put in front of this or I, I've known I've been more comfortable in prior to this and now I like I have to like contextualize this as part of my identity. And I guess I don't have that muscle yet, I'm still working on it. Um <laughs> But yeah, it, it was like a, it was a weird little bit of awkwardness that, um, I don't know, I think I, I, I sort of circle back to like how we talk about ourselves and what we do and, and what, what sort of categories we get lumped into or, or what mm-hmm. we lump ourselves into. And yeah. um, sometimes I just say, yeah, I'm an artist and I'm a teacher and I'm a parent. And I feel like that's, that's, a, that's a pretty like good little handful of things that, yeah. I, that I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. podcaster I don't know I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm comfortable with that term yet. I don't even like that word podcast yeah it's I of mean you use the word. word oral history maybe yeah. you are
1: sort of a um, I don't know what the word is yeah but you can say yeah yeah that's a tough one podcaster is pretty
0: I wonder if I could describe some of your pieces or how I know your work yeah uh, I, I just love to. I like hearing that. yeah I, I just I, want I th- like I just say try to give a description of what it what your space feels like so Um, you use a lot of glass you use a lot of foam cushion and these things are usually stacked up in a in a um, vertical way there's this element of tension and weight and illusion because the the foam which doesn't come across in the images of your work or even when you see them in person it doesn't register, but they're, they're soaked in cement, and they're hard. But when you look at them, it's, they still come across as these soft things. Um, and they're often resting on glass supports, uh, or a glass vitrine, or two like planks of glass. So there's this fragility and support thing that's taking place. And you're, you're, you've told me in the past that you don't use any, any adhesives, that, that you're really relying on gravity... And finding the tension points in these things, um, and some of them take on kind of like an anthropomorphic form. Some come across as furniture in a way. Others uh, go right on the wall, and and then you're then almost like as a as like a a balance to to these very severe edges and curves and weights. You're inserting everyday objects like a pen or a pencil or even a piece of food or I, I wouldn't say mm. a coconut is an everyday object, but there's this little,
1: right. But a pen or a, yeah. Or, and it's or always, it's like a, it's
0: like a bright pink highlighter or a pretzel rod. And those come across to me as like these little pieces of humor. Like, yeah, I mean, I have a sense of humor in the face of these kind of stoic things. Um, and I'm also uh, uh, trying to keep a, keep a little, bit of fun involved for the viewer is that fair would you take those sort yeah, of maybe, reads of the work um, or what would you add to it or take out
1: I would take out the word stacking and fun um, <laughs> <laughs> okay everybody has They're their like their their their, their shenpa that like, yeah yeah you know gets them uh, yeah I mean they are like it's true that there are they are layered a lot of times and mm-hmm. Arranged, you know, is that a better word? Things are balanced or um, just sort of, yeah, arranged maybe. But okay. they're, I guess, like, much of the idea is creating, like, it's true that they are rarely glued, you mm-hmm. know, so they are these tension structures that are slotted together or, or like, they use, I mean, things that might be borrowed from making furniture or making other kinds of... Um, things uh to hold them together Mm -hmm. but i guess i guess they're put together in these different uh sort of um ways of depending on each other right right right, you know so i guess what i'm trying to find is like something uh uh composition or a constellation or I don't know what you would call it or an arrangement that really is mostly about the relationship between these these derelict things that have sort of you know somebody was describing their dog to me the other day and that the vet had said that this incontinent dog was living on borrowed time, you know, and like a lot of these things are are salvaged objects that are totally living on borrowed time because, you know, somebody texted me a picture of this thing thrown out on the street and I went and got it at six in the morning, hoping it was still there Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like there are these things that, um, you know, are, have just missed being collected by somebody else and who knows where they would be now. But, um, so like there's this idea of like the glass in these things, um, you know, coming from somewhere and it often has like, you know, the one I'm looking at over there has a, a Visa and MasterCard stickers all over oh, it right. because they're like the bullet proof window from a, a corner deli. store or something yeah. yeah or i recently made something out of a chase bank lobby door that um my friend cory had sent me a picture of and it was a shattered thing that said lobby hours whatever with mm-hmm. the chase logo and a big sort of piece of vinyl sticker holding it together blacking out half the door and
0: you know that's it right there yeah right. the
1: sculpture is is um i noticed that 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 little detail in there yeah and it sits on this weird like ugly sort of coffee table slab that has this anodized aluminum gold trim that um i don't know the whole thing is just really just kind of abject and and um but then creating this new sort of pyramidal shape mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. feels like it's it is on the verge of collapse and, and then it has this um very supple but uh brittle shape of foam and cement like just sort of landed on top of it um in and um in this droopy sort of ugh, kind of exhausted way and so the whole thing feels like it's about it has this element of collapse built into the way that it um defies, uh, not gravity, but, um, what it should be able to do, what, what, like there, the, it's kind of perplexing how it works exactly until you look at it and see what is depending and holding what Mm -hmm. and how the things relate, you know? So for sure. Um, that's, that's where I'm interested in the parts of the, the, right.
0: Jesus. and and why why i mean I, I sort of registered the the insertion of a pretzel mm-hmm. in with all this glass and foam and kind of scavenged stuff from the street or the highlighter like there's there's it looks like the highlighter is acting like a kickstand to sort of hold uh-huh. support this up, and uh-huh. I thought that was kind of fun to see for sure. me the viewer yeah no, what's I, it what's it for you when you and when you I insert think these, those these things, things are, out. i think
1: those things are kind of me okay. I think those are like objects that those are things that i eat or i use or so they become this insertion of like a moment that i was there Mm -hmm. like that feels different than sort of the the um larger more compositional or material or sort of raw state um materials that are in the Mm -hmm. things like they're tchotchkes and they're yeah they're dumb little (laughs) things that you know like it sometimes is like a like a watercolor color set stuck in there and you know, it might be something that feels like it was at hand while I was doing something else. Uh-huh. Or it's like, it's like evidence of distraction or yeah. like where your mind was wandering. You're doing one thing, but you're really thinking about eating. Um, and there it is. Right. Right. Maybe. So I, I guess, you know, like there is all this, uh, I think of sometimes like the combination of the glass with this foam that has such a, a fleshy sort of um texture or shape or suppleness like can feel kind of vicious also or severe in mm-hmm. the way that um they interact and sort of are incising or sort of feel like it's um cleaving one thing is cleaving another and creates this really like uh that's just another kind of tension or discomfort that I feel in it, that like the work kind of, for me, um, uses, you know, to create uh, feeling, Mm -hmm. um, because beyond the feeling, like it seems like people, not people, but beyond the feeling, it's, it's, it's hard to articulate what, what it's necessarily about like i can talk about you know my brain and right where i come from right and that that might be where it comes from for me and what it's about for me and like sort of the you're right and what it means to these you objects and whatever mm-hmm. or their history or just their you know passage mm-hmm. but um but the feeling you get is something that i think is um as important right, right? just because it's like an different way of articulating right you know
0: i'm not a fan of using the word about i like at least in in these conversations because i think it's in the world in which we're operating and and you know art making um and ideas about suggest firm definitions for things and i think a lot of the stuff that we do is more fluid than that um and it's more subjective than that and i like to ask people what they're thinking about while they're Mm -hmm. working on this Mm mm-hmm or what they're thinking about when they look at it. So it if I sense. if I frame it that way for you, what 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 are some of the things that you? are Well, I guess you just went down a little list of things that you're considering while you're making these things. Sure. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, a lot of it is like discomfort and and mm-hmm. um, fear in mm-hmm. in a lot of this stuff. And you mentioned that there's humor, but in in it and and. But that's I think, for me,
0: right? When when I see the coconut, and the highlighter, you said.
1: Not yeah, I think it's a, yeah. it's it's me inserting myself in right. that. but there there is like a level of of absurd and <laughs> and and that's a way of um I don't know confronting fear. Maybe. I hear you. like that like yeah. that this is this is ridiculous. I'm making this thing that looks like it c- could collapse. Yeah. And, you know, hurt if it did. Um and then there's this thing that's just ridiculous and, and and deflating all of that um anxiety. Yeah. Right in the middle of it. So
0: That's well said. I, I like this idea of acknowledging the absurdity of what we do and <laughs> and sort of how these things come together, or even the pieces that make them. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Um I wonder you know, I'm I'm I've been curious to ask you how you soak all this foam in cement that seems like a pretty rigorous complicated difficult thing because because the cushion foam isn't necessarily as absorbent as like a kitchen sponge i mean it's it's a tight foam it's it, it, it's it's denser than that so i'm curious how you how you're getting the the cement mixed into
1: it yeah these the there's um there's this kind is a, of a, okay. a fair amount of lying that goes into this work. Mm-hmm. Like it feels passive in a lot of ways. Like like the shapes of of the parts that appear soft. Right. Feel like they landed there. Sometimes right. people who don't know my work will walk up, like just won't even know that they are hard at all. I guess that's what I was saying. Because you
0: can't, you don't notice unless you touch it.
1: Right. And, Mm -hmm. and, and other than the fact that it couldn't possibly stand if it weren't hard. Um, you know, like, because those things are the locks, they're like the keystones or the Mm -hmm. things that, um, act as a fulcrum or something. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of effort to sort of recreate an accident in, in these things. So, you know, in making these things start to sort of push up against each other or things sort of like there's an incident in the studio where i'm like oh well that is weird and like i'll just have this little private sort of like wow you know like exhilaration right all sweaty about some piece of foam on the ground yeah um but it uh then when it comes time to actually turn that into something that lasts a little bit longer um. There's a lot of armature that goes into these things. There, There isn't any soaking of the foam. Like it does. I don't like. There's it, not like a bath that you
0: like. Let n- it no, I'll it. have like,
1: like right. a bucket that's half full and then have to like rolf it into the foam. Like I have to work it physically by just hand. With, like, like, hands, like taking handfuls and just like just forcing it in. Cups and then just rubbing it. Ah, okay. for It's exhausting and Ugh. it's awful. It's like <laughs> I get like I just. Yeah, it's really Are you wearing a mask? I'm wearing a mask and I'm sometimes wearing like well, I'm just wearing crappy clothes that like at the end are completely like hard and right. whatever and um you know, I'm wearing tape all over me and and yeah, it's it's gross and 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 also like you know, like a lot of times the the sculptures have the the, the elements of the sculpture appear to be kind of light, mm-hmm. you know, like like the way that that foam looks when it's dry, mm-hmm. but once you saturate it with heavy wet cement, it just droops and turns into nothing. So like so I so there are armatures inside of these things and outside of them. So they will sometimes to hold them in place while they're drying. That's what you're showing while you. they're There's, curing. Yeah. yeah. So to get that to to be able to recreate that incident from however many days ago that I'm wanting to um, have be part of. This this thing that I'm making it never comes out the way that it was, and so there or what you thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. So so you, I always kind of lose that, but then something else happens, mm-hmm. which I guess is like kind of a corny, you know, like idea about.
0: Sounds like you embrace it though. You like that surprise of it being yeah, something that's that you didn't what expect. It all, yeah, that's yeah. what
1: it all. Um, comes is, is sort of about, and then mm-hmm. and and then like the there's yeah there's this whole it's like you know like having a night brace for your teeth did i don't know if you ever had braces or yeah. a night brace the, yeah. that thing you wear at night like yeah. that's what they end up having like this sort of exo headgear i called it headgear that's yeah. what I was, yeah <laughs> like it, like these things i build build these armatures around them to hold everything in place while they cure and while um
0: yeah that's i guess i was calling them jigs yeah like these these things yeah
1: I like the word armature Armature's or fixture better. Yeah.
0: Or, um, I'm glad that you document this I mean you know this is audio uh, you know no one knows that I'm looking at a photograph you handed me of one of your sculptures in process with the armature built around it to hold the foam and the
1: glass all down while it while it cures right so it's a really yeah. elaborate superstructure that's like a scaffold around it that it holds is. every point in place like it's in traction right. basically you know until and it's it wild it to think fears. about this as just part of the
0: process like i feel like you could take this out and and put it in a nice clean space and that would operate like a piece of art in itself but you can i mean you, yeah. like, you take that exoskeleton off or that that armature right. and then there's this like even
1: more beautiful thing yeah i mean the there's inside. that temptation along the way like sure. how, how do you know when when something is is when a poem is done mm-hmm. the phone rings right i mean right it's I, that right someone
0: someone once used the metaphor of like i guess Lauren michael says it with saturday night live uh how you know it doesn't matter if you're not ready the show goes on at eleven thirty. right for the sketches you just mm-hmm. gotta you gotta like i mean those guys are trained in improvisation <laughs> uh-huh. so they just go for it but Mm-hmm. There's some, it's there's, yeah. I like this idea that like the phone rings and that's that. Uh, right. Pretty good. Yeah. And it's even, tr- even
1: more, if we could, these could continue to get more cynical. Yeah. I used to build sets uh, for movies and and TV shows. And mm-hmm. when I, I worked on this series called Nash Bridges for a while. Oh, yeah. I know the show, but would, I've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> it's horrible. The third incarnation of uh, what's his face? um
0: is that that's not chuck norris no is it? it's
1: it's uh don johnson oh that okay
0: close same hairdo almost. but the
1: the <laughs> the like you know the set builder who were like the seasoned journeymen would go mm-hmm. by and they would like see what i was doing and snarl you know perfect is good done is better right <laughs> you know <I'm> yeah <laughs>
0: that feels like such a union mentality mm-hmm. um yeah and that's how, that's like a it's a tropey question, like when are things done? And it's something I get asked a lot and I, I and I often say I don't know. And and I go with that. Because I don't like it's a feeling often, or sometimes I'll have a friend over and they'll they'll be like, Yeah, that one's done and I almost need that 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 reassurance <laughs> from someone else. Uh-huh. Like, I don't almost trust myself sometimes. Uh-huh. Um other times I'm like, okay, that's what's done well, what am I gonna do now? Yeah. <laughs> I was right. in this nice little nest of yeah. of this this thing. Yeah, yeah. Um you're a teacher too. Yeah. You're an educator. Uh, uh if you call it that, yeah. I um I'm wondering if if there's and this is in the in the sort of notes that I sent to you about what we were gonna talk about, but I'm always curious when I talk to other people that are uh teaching art in some capacity what they're what they hope that they're that you're what you hope your students take from your instruction be it a point of view or a philosophy or a skill or a technique is there anything that you can think of on that on that front
1: well de- definitely you know like it's framed as scu- sculpture actually you know one school I teach they it's no longer sculpture it's 3d um, okay I don't know why they rebranded everything but um, there's certainly like skills or things, you know, that they should take away and know how to do. And it's giving somebody, I guess, what one way of thinking about what I'd like them to take away is just come away with like a fluency in a language, mm-hmm. like a, an ability to talk about their ideas and an ability to sort of make them make what they're thinking about into something that they can connect with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But mostly, you know, it's, it's just about encouraging a, a willingness to really experiment and, and do something that um, they might not know how it's going to turn out or, you know, talking about that idea of when, when is something done? Like the hard, hard thing, one hard thing about art is like, well, what's it for? It's not it's dubious what it's for or when it's done it isn't in in a conventional sense finding like there isn't an equal sign and then an answer you know Mm -hmm. so um but you are working with like an idea of equations or things that are you're setting out to 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 find something like whether it's a a a resolution or an answer is like probably not but it's 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 a willingness to like put propositions out there or right. like kind of what ifs you know and like um and and maybe that's enough you know for uh to to act as an idea so you know there are so many different schools of thought about how not schools of thought but people have different processes a mm-hmm. lot of people have an idea that's a light bulb that goes off in their head and then they go out and they execute it according to the plans that they came up with remotely. And, and so like there's, it's like there, the many Farber's termites and elephants, like the process of like creating the, 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 the image that is knowable and executable mm-hmm. or, or the, the process that's more of a burrowing like a turn right into sort of like um another artist talks about eating eating your way through the pudding you know like i'm one of those artists that does that and 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 it just feels like a like the the difficulty of teaching art is like what are you teaching them i don't know exactly i i certainly will will demonstrate how you make things or we'll look at uh what other people have done and, and and talk about like what how that means something now or then mhm but um i don't even remember what the question was i oh, was
0: just curious what what you hope your t- your students take away yeah i think oh, any sort of life lesson but it's, i mean you just went through some nice stuff there in terms yeah. of executing an idea
1: or being just curious like being yeah, just like having questions be yeah. be uh the content sometimes. Mhm. You know.
0: Yeah. Um I guess going back to um your process and how how these things come together. I noticed behind you on this wall there's a drawing. And it looks like a drawing for how you might try and fold up one of your pieces of foam after it's been soaked in cement so that it freezes in that position. Mm-hmm. Is that a is that um, a regular part of your of your approach, do you do these preliminary drawings that sort of give you a map for the form that you want to try and realize
1: I do drawings i do more they 're almost more like diagrams or right you know they 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 start with as diagrams and then they have all this marginalia that becomes sort of drawings around the diagrams and i don 't think of them necessarily as preliminary. Um, they're more sort of simultaneous you Mm -hmm. know sometimes it'll be a a form that I made by mistake and then I'll do a drawing of that to get to come back to or or other times it will be beforehand an idea like a proposition for oh I wonder if that would work oh that wouldn't that can't hold together but I'm going to see and try to make a plan for that so Mm -hmm. like it there's like a I think like become as I'm kind of aging and you know accumulating ideas and um incidents that happen in materials and drawings and ideas um that idea there's like this tidal kind of way of working that's really changed like like i feel like for for a long long time i worked the like in making sculpture there's like this like sort of serial novelty sort of problem where you have to like reinvent everything every time you make something right or set out on another, on a a project. And, and I feel like I've, you know, I'm like, I just made a new like series of things, some of which um, incorporated these wooden elements that i had made 10 years ago and they just sat in my yard and started splitting apart and sort of just you know like like and so they aren't sort of at the at the nose of sort of the linear that little linear red line that you see in movies when planes are flying right the trajectory of this
0: thing yeah Yeah.
1: or 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 what i'm doing isn't always like it, it just feels like There's this like just much muddier or or, um, I appreciate like having the being able to fold things in that are from a process where this that thing that I made wasn't meant to be that. But now it's become part of this thing and it relates through something that only I kind of know what it was. But that doesn't really matter because I don't control what it necessarily says or means to somebody else. Sure. Um, and sure. and it reads differently than that. And no, I
0: you know. agree. I agree and I identify. I I you know going going back to like being in the classroom when when I'm in front of students, I kinda reemphasize this idea of, of things not being linear, so to speak, with with your life or with the stuff that you're making. Like things are gonna like take strange turns and you're gonna return back to something that you that you were once at you know months years weeks ago whatever and that's gonna like come back into the into the, what you're working on now and all these connections and intersections of things i think is i mean a lot of times i think that's how artists operate more than not um in terms of getting from a to b to z it's uh, you know it's not this steady upward tick it's like all over the place so um identify with that and and appreciate it as well Uh, I wanted to also ask you about the colors that are coming through in your sculptures does anyone ever ask you about that stuff yeah yeah I mean for me they're, they're very there's a surrender to whatever color the actual thing is and therefore there's this honesty that comes through like the the foam is the color of the foam it's either this yellow this tan this beige or this green um, even that one's got, you know, it looks like you found some darker foam that's like black, and there's a pink in there. Um, there's the colors of the glass, which are these blues and greens, particularly the edge of this thick tempered glass. It's got that beautiful green in it. Um, there's a lot of natural uh, browns from, from from like, whether it's the color of the wood support part, or the coconut, or the pretzel. So there's these kind of like found as is colors colliding in this really beautiful way for me um and i guess i'm curious if you are curating as you're sort of gathering the materials to make your stuff or looking for these things or they just sort of come out through the materials you're using how much are you involved in that selection
1: um i'm totally involved in that yeah because the i i make the colors in the pieces other than that if, if you're not looking at a piece of glass that you know is like that green because it's glass right but, um i use tints and dyes and mix up um mix that into the cement so but okay it is an it is a question that i think about like that idea between of of inherent color or sort of through color that's that's like dyed through the material right it's not on um, top it's through it right and like what does that mean why why do you, why do you set up this set of rules like i totally do that and it's it, and it's really in line with this sort of dumb like machismo of minimalism where things have to be the color that they were because to apply paint is is outside of of that sort of masculine gesture uh-huh. you know like so i don't i don't know really what uh what's going on in that thought process but so like in 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 a lot of in some of this work and some of the stuff i've been doing recently i am kind of dying the foam or parts of it so that when the cement come dyeing it with like fabric dye, um, so that when the cement is worked into it, the dye leaches through parts and becomes, um, visible in a, in a different way. And it feels slightly different than like the, the application of paint. And, um, I think, I think, uh, there's, I think my, uh, of the colors or the way the color comes through has to do with um, keeping making the materials feel like materials, you know, and letting them be um, objects that are coming into some kind of connection or some kind of um, contact with each other um, and letting that idea of incident or accident prevail mm-hmm. over. Um. Yeah, no, there it works.
0: Is. They come together. It feels uniform in a way that I know. It's interesting to hear you talk about that. You you do actually. You, there's an additive color to this on top of what it already is, but it they're they're harmonizing. The colors are harmonizing with a, a way that I find find really compelling.
1: Somebody, somebody uh, in a visiting a show was like, so like what generation are you trying to, like, access? Like, it feels <laughs> like... Uh, and they named some, like, 90s sitcom to tell me that I was really 80s. And huh. I was like, okay, well, um, Get a Life was later than that. But, you know, like, it, it was really funny that it read as... A time signature. Yeah. Huh. I don't get that. I
0: get, like... Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's something kind of calming about the colors that that you're presenting or the, Mm -hmm. you know, that's coming through these. Um, And and now that like I'm like, you've planted this seed about time. Like, I don't think of something vintage. I think something that we we have yet to get to. There's something kind of sci-fi about some of these colors or (laughs) maybe, maybe like, uh I mean, it's sometimes it, it, when I look around in here, it feels a little bit like a laboratory, but I'm thinking of some, some sort of like um, operating room or um, something where the, the temperature of the color is, is such where there is a, a, a soothing aspect of it. Yeah, Will which is kind that?
1: of a fun. No, I th- I think that's kind of true. Like okay. I, I I think that totally it is like a waiting room yeah. palette. Yeah, you know okay. that has like salmon and gray and And like seafoam beige. beige. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and and that's like also like sort of a an appealing real estate color. And like <laughs> I I don't know. I read an article about how to decorate your house in in all kinds of tans and beiges is what's recommended to um raise your property value which just seems like such an idiotic idea right like like, um but like there is something funny about like these materials that are discarded and sort of left for dead Mm -hmm. taking on that that cloak like wearing the sort of the the color of the rich
0: it's a nice it's a nice sort of contrast or or balance to Sort of the sharpness, and I you know this word severity get has been thrown around a little bit um you know these softer colors that that are kind of soothing it, there's like on one hand, the work is for me it's like you know things could crumble and fall apart at any moment, but there's also this little whisper that like things are gonna be okay through the, <laughs> through the colors or maybe through that coconut or through that pen or pretzel that you're sticking in there. I know that's that's how I'm taking it. <laughs>
1: that's funny. I mean, I like that yeah. that idea that it's like reassuring, trying to reassure you in the midst of chaos yeah. and 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 like avalanches of things falling apart yeah. around you. That no, yeah. no, 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 it's it's all okay, and it's sort of yeah, yeah. You're rubbing your shoulder. Um,
0: I wonder if I could tell a little story, please. Yes. So so you and I took our kids. Our kids are buds. That's how we met. Our, our kids go to, are in the same class together and we took them to the Metropolitan Museum of Art was that last year at some point, I mm, think, I think and it was this last summer, l- this past summer, like in uh, August. Yeah. Um, and we were in the Egyptian section and you at one point got both kids and you said, Hey guys, check out this, this temple. I, I forget the name of the temple, the temple of, Tem- temple of Dender temple of Dender. And you were like, look at this structure, but actually look at the carved in graffiti of the regular people that um, came through and like wrote their name, ancient graffiti in the stone of that, of, of the Temple of Dender. And I thought that was like a really great snapshot for me, for you as a parent, and maybe also as a, a teacher, like, yes, here's the obvious, but let's look a little bit beyond that and there's actually something way more interesting in there and, and actually arguably a little bit more to our scale like you could have done that or like one of your ancestors could have done that right um, and I, I thought that was like a really great way to communicate with the, with the kids and I guess that's my setup to ask you about being a parent and being an artist and how if becoming a parent affected how you think about art or how you work on your stuff or like, like what sort of effect did, did having a little person come into your life play?
1: Um That
0: was a long it, way to get
1: that. No, it, it, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's funny. It's something that I totally forgot about. And like, <laughs> yeah. Seeing those names and it says nineteen twenty-one next to them and somebody's blocky signature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, um, I think that it creates this kind of great imperative in like choices suddenly cuz there's a something different riding on everything you know mm-hmm. so like I feel like my I think a lot of artists like worry about like the idea of children that their children are somehow going to steal like all of their time and all mm-hmm. of their whatever from their their art making and it sort of feels like exactly the opposite. Yeah. I have a lot less kind of what you'd call free time to wander around and waste. But Mm -hmm. I feel like now, like there are these, these windows and of like much uh, more pointed focus uh, in what I do since Monty's been here and like, and just like the, the, like, questions he asks or the things that he understands everything to be about is r- really just liberating in in, in terms of um, the permissions I give myself and what I make, you know, talking mm-hmm. about like a minute ago, we were talking about like, I feel like I set up sets of rules, like what, what's okay for Dave Hardy to do in, in, mm-hmm. in a, in a sculpture what reads what what feels like um it's operating within whatever system i've kind of created or am am taking apart um so that's like kind of an awesome thing to see to see someone sort of take in what you're doing and then do their own version of it and then be able to see what you're doing through their version of it Mm -hmm. is really wonderful yeah you know when somebody when when he says dad look at my sculpture that i made and you know it's just this bizarre combination of things from the house that are standing you know and and feel kind of impossible and great and 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 like there's like an exuberance that like i always want to find in what i'm doing yeah yeah so it's it's pretty um
0: that's well said, I mean, and I identify with that stuff too. The stuff that Ruba makes and is not self-conscious about, and is very matter of fact and immediate, and there's not like this hesitation. I've mm-hmm. learned so much from, and then yeah, I agree in terms of like becoming more efficient with my time and being more mindful of, I guess, some of the the choices, be they at home or here, and and I don't know. I think it's been a definite thing that's improved me as a person and my art for sure and it's nice to hear someone else talk about it not as this like kind of
1: not as a hindrance. drag yeah, yeah it's not a
0: hindrance you know so um that's really nice uh i wonder if we could get back into the studio yeah. and uh a recurring question i ask people um because i think uh it's a shared experience or when problems come 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 up in here uh what sort of you know, we're talking about systems or strategies. do, do you have uh like a list of things that you kinda of go through to try and resolve those problems? Obviously it depends on what the problem is, but um how do you how do you get back on the horse when, when things aren't going well? Um whether in the process of making it or you're just not feeling it when you come in here or a creative rut. It never feels like
1: it's going well. <laughs> 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 to be honest. So I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, So it, just getting through this struggle. It feels like <laughs> it is like endlessly wrong as you're, you know, and just like, oh, I don't know what is what is this? I don't know why. What am I doing? Like, it's just endlessly sort of um, until I guess it isn't. And, and, and you keep returning to it, too. Yeah, I mean I think that that's what comes through in 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 the process is the, there's a push and pull with like the idea of doubt, right, you know, and mm-hmm. and whether um that can be how that's incorporated, for sure, <laughs> in in a way. Yeah, I think
0: these are all sort of like, I, I'm, I, I've sort of put together a little mental list of the conundrums of the artist, and it's it's doubt, it's like what's the point, it's some some form of insecurity, it's um like this this relationship be- between being productively non productive. You know, we're, we're like working really hard and making these things that really don't have much purpose out there. Um, and these are some of the questions that I yeah. a lot of people wrestle with. So. Yeah,
1: I mean that that's it's funny. Uh, Robert Gober talks about like the difficulty of being artist is just like connected to the amount of choice, mm. having just too many choices because you can do anything.
0: Yeah, and like, which is also kind of the beauty
1: too. Like,
0: right, and and you know that autonomy, like you're, you're in charge of this thing. And I, I think not many other chosen, you know, to use the word profession, um, allow for that unless you're, you know, the, the head of your own business or something like that. But even then you don't really, other things are pushing you. Not that other things aren't pushing us in here, but I'd like to think in, the, in a perfect setting that we're, our, cho- our choices are ours and we're not, we're not letting anything else dictate us based on like market performance or what someone else is going to like or respond to um we're we're in charge of the thing does that make sense
1: yeah it makes sense yeah. um but i think that's where the trouble comes from you know because people people like limitations and rules and being told what they can do yeah. so like i feel like that's part of making Making work is coming up with what, what, what your system, how your sys your, your, whatever your behavior is. Like, do you come up with like a, a set, like, a, like that, that uh, a set of rules or limits to it? I don't know. I hmm. guess like it, you're constantly re renegotiating or re recalibrating all of that.
0: Right. Right. Um, Maybe we could talk quickly about showing this stuff, since we've gone in and out of like how these get presented or what where they land. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know uh, from talking to you in the past that these these are sort of made here, then disassembled, then reassembled in the gallery. Is that is that accurate? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Um, I guess I'm just curious. And there's some really I've always been impressed with your installations mm-hmm. and how you how you arrange the pieces and the conversations and the space and the, and the rhythm from thing to thing and how you might activate different parts of the space, be the, be at the floor or the wall, or even the ceiling. Like there's a piece that goes from floor to ceiling somewhere. Yeah, There are a
1: number of those, I'm looking but, um,
0: the... I'm, I'm wondering how, how mm-hmm. that part of your, of your brain starts working. are you, are you thinking about this while you're making them or do you, do you, Bring all this, the all the pieces to the space, and then tinker and and move and compose until
1: it lands now, a certain it, way. It's it's one or the other usually. Okay. Um, they are made to come apart to mm-hmm. be able to wrestle them from one place to another. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, because their tension structures, if I remove one piece like this, these two like five by eight pieces of glass that are standing here are held mm-hmm. together by that little pizza. <laughs> it's like a tchotchke it, it's souvenir like a, it's
0: like a tourist souvenir of the leaning tower of pisa right
1: it has slots cut in it that hold those at, at a particular width and then that, that's the keystone that, and that board over there those are the two oh, things right, right, that are right, holding right. those thing. two points yeah, yeah. so um
0: yeah there's a lot of engineering
1: going on here for sure yeah it's all secret (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you know you wouldn't necessarily come to that immediately unless you you um
0: see that's another like funny like fun part for me the (laughs) tchotchke but maybe that's what that's the part that's you what i see is like fun and like oh okay things are okay that's for you that's no for that,
1: that that's a t- that's a, that's a tower that's falling into the earth and and and, 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 and failing and like there's panic yeah. and like how is that th- like how soon is it going to fall on people i'm not even
0: thinking it beyond the fact that it says tourist uh uh object i don't even i'm not even thinking about the actual leaning tower peas it's just that thing for me right it's yeah. like a little uh, what's this thing yeah. i'm gonna get oh, it uh, this it would home look great on my coffee table so yeah. um yeah, but I yeah, mean, I, mean, think, a, I mean, if, like, if we're going to think about the real thing, yeah, it's.
1: But that's like sort of a. I guess thinking about those little objects, like, and thinking about the idea of scale and thinking about these and time, these sculptures, to use that word, uh, being human sized characters that you encounter. Mm hmm on a one to one kind of scale, mm-hmm. like there is that transaction and that, that kind of uh, relationship you have with them as, as another presence in the room. Mm-hmm. And then there is that, uh, sort of smaller scale of these little objects that are pushed into them or these souvenirs or whatever that feels like, Oh, these are models. These are little tiny pieces of an experience or proposals or something else mm-hmm. um yeah so that's that's all i i am interested in that that flickering um possibility of them mm-hmm. being two things at once being a character or being like um mm-hmm. like an artifact or something yeah or a model yeah i took us a
0: little off track so when we go back into the gallery mm-hmm. um with the installation um i'm just looking at this i think this is your most recent show in paris that you did right 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 behind you there Uh um it's a photograph of the installation um i mean it's it's there's such a tone for that i mean do you think of the installation as a piece itself i guess that's my
1: question because it it comes across some some of it uh there isn't a picture there's a there's another room and with a doorway there's a piece that uh is wedged between the two glass panes that are wedged between the ceiling and a crate that's pushed between the floor and then a crate that's pushed against the ceiling so that it's, it's, it's wedged floor to, Mm -hmm. you know, top. Um, And then there's something happening in the middle of that suspended among these different parts. Um, And that is totally dependent on the space you know it has to be sort of made for the dimensions of that space and it was so depending on 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 and and installing that piece i wanted to be able to see it and then something through a doorway which was a piece that feels like a uh like sort of like a character that's sort of just loitering. It's like a panel yeah. that's pushed up against the wall, and the, and then there are these two pieces of glass that are almost like crutches pushing into its armpits, mm-hmm. or um, th- just elements that are pressing it up against so that it it, it is contingent on um, the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when uh, so. Often I'll make make things that just come apart in the studio. Go into these really elaborate crates that take just as long to make right. as the work. Sometimes because right. they have, they hold everything at every point to, so they can't move with it, and they can so
0: they can survive. Yeah, the transport. Right, because yeah. it's all glass and mm-hmm. like
1: and then brittle. Um. But then other times I will, you know, I before this show in Paris, I did a a project in Los Angeles where. I just sent a moving truck full of materials um, and a few elements that were kind of cemented that I knew I wanted to be part of the work. But, you know, I found myself. um, I had come up with uh, these ideas for the show and made all this work. And then, you know, at the last minute in the moments in, in, in the days leading up to the show, I had a studio visit with Abby was like basically told me this all sucks <laughs> <laughs>
0: and a little bit of context abby's your your partner abby is life. an artist and and, 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 and my a, wife yeah and an artist right? um
1: what about and then sir so, sort of started po- pointing at like all of the the work in here that I hadn't really um, sort of locked into like the I hadn't sort of finalize it all like just these these things that were happening in 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 here that i had made but hadn't really um resolved Mm -hmm. anyway so a lot of it was just material combinations and Mm -hmm. and pieces of things and whatever so
0: were you hoping to just figure it out
1: once you get out there yeah so that was the thing like i was like okay well I'll, i'll i'll try this and see how it works in a much less sort of Calculating way, mm-hmm. and and so I got out there, and and this and the um, it was just this bizarre kind of headspace because there were I was staying in the gallerist apartment um, near Macarthur Park. Uh, the space was a short walk away, like sort of walking through this really sort of you know raw s- sort of area where um it's just like there's a lot of outdoor living going mm-hmm. on like i'm driving this fancy borrowed car
0: outdoor living you mean like homeless people yeah like okay. there are tons of tents in yeah, the yeah, carter yeah, park yeah, yeah. like and yeah. then
1: it's ra- and it was raining torrentially and it was just like brutal you know yeah. and then like walking walking from there to the to the gallery which is right at the edge of um the park, and then, uh, like, uh, it's in the weeks leading up to Trump's inauguration, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about making work in the, in the, in the midst of all this, and like, how you possibly, like, why and what and right. are there better things to be doing, and like, you know, just and and I was also like doing it, and my Abby and Monty were going to come fly out and mm-hmm. join me after a week or so of my head start on getting the show together mm-hmm. um so it was just like this really depressing kind of like strange headspace to try to think about like uh making something new you mm-hmm. know so i ended up sort of re uh reconditioning like these ideas that i had sort of started with and, and making these pieces that were really uh did feel um much different than 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 the sort of sewn up way that i would normally appro- approach a show right, sending right. things all boxed box and crated right. to be installed sure on the spot were you happy with how things came out yeah i mean it was a really spare show like one of the one of the pieces in the corners is, is these two like heavy balls that are just these these rubber balls filled with lead shot. That one of them I can't even pick up anymore. I've been mm-hmm. there was something that I like, found. Are those
0: are things like boxers train with?
1: Are, yeah, they, like, yeah, but things? they're they're uh, they are literally so heavy that I can no longer pick one of them up. Like right. I used to be able to pick them. <laughs> I, I found them like uptown in Manhattan somewhere when I was working on some. Uh, <laughs> uh cabinet making job yeah you know like outside of a building and i and i sort of like slogged them into the truck and then i have moved them from studio to studio for years and then and and so they're just this weird sort of ongoing project of just bearing these things and moving them and 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 they just i don't know sort of stand in for what that process felt like there for sure you know Um, for sure and just like their sadness and their and like how you can see their weight from across the room and how dirty and right um you know so like that sort of held one whole section of the the gallery and then there was that the broken chase bank door piece and then this like piece that was uh, sort of an assemblage in these sort of skeletons of these really um Sort of glitzy shelf units that I had just sort of stuffed with these um, elements, like a hoarder almost. Mm-hmm. Like, so there are these, these Is it that? Is that that's these the image these there? Things. Yeah, yeah. That's and
0: taking on like more of like a like a formal display setup, like vitrines or shelves with objects sitting on glass shelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's but it's much yeah it's than, it is it
0: says okay yeah uh, yeah it is if it has a, a much different spirit than previous works I imagine that was a good exercise I, you know this this idea that you know sort of interrupting your your usual program um, and maybe your hand is forced to interrupt it but but maybe that's a good exercise for people to think on is you know I, I talked to another artist who like goes out of his way to like walk different routes to to usual things so he can have different experiences and um is always shuffling around how his studio is set up um and he's another guy that works in assemblage in three dimensions and he's always rearranging things so he doesn't fall into habits or um figure out formulas he's like trying to like build an obstacle course for his i think for him physically but also well for his also for his ideas um, it sounds like what you just went through some version of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. It, yeah, it felt, uh, really, yeah, difficult in that. Like I didn't, I really more than ever didn't have something to fall back on it. That was a known quality that right. I had tested and come, found myself comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, yeah, it 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 was really sort of a rejuvenating yeah. sort of like I guess it's
0: just like one of those it's like not knowing's a good thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um I've been itching to come over here and see your stuff for a little while now. It's such a such a pleasure to like hear about how it's made and see more of the work in person. And I'm and I'm really into the 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 emotions and feelings that I that I'm getting from your work whether they be, you know, th- this element of 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 hopefulness through the little things that you're inserting, or this kind of fearfulness with the 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 weight and the tension and the, the very f- the fragile transparent glass. Um, all these things are colliding in a in a like impactful way for me as a viewer. And um, really, thanks for sharing about it. And yeah,
1: thank you, Joe. This is yeah. I let's love, take the kids to the museum. The you're asking about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thank you.
0: And we've made it to the end. A quick reminder that listeners can learn more about this project and the artists featured by visiting deepcolorpodcast.com. You can also find the series and subscribe in iTunes. Thank you for listening and check back soon for a new episode.